Hey friends, and welcome to your midweek motivation. I'm Brittany and I'm a coach, community builder, and your self-care BFF. My heart is to equip and empower hardworking, purpose-driven women just like you to take care of yourself so that you can go out into your world and love and serve from that overflow. Each week, we'll tackle topics that help you show up as your best self. I'm the founder of the Self-Care Sisterhood community, and I believe we weren't meant to do life or our journeys alone. So welcome. Let's do the dang thing. Oh my gosh, you guys, I feel like this episode, this blog, this this YouTube, it's a long time coming. Um, today, we're chatting all things 75 hard. It is a challenge that I have done. Maybe you've seen it too. Um, I've done it and I did it last year. Okay. I dove into 75 hard, like the full 75 days last year. And then this year, I took on phase one. About a month ago or so, I finished phase one and I really... I really haven't shared much about it, but whenever I do 75 hard, whenever I lean into it, man, it is one of those things on social that causes people to reach out. They have lots of questions. They, they follow along on the journey. It's just one of those things like it kind of, it's, I hate this analogy. Is this the right analogy? It's like a car crash. Like you just can't help but like look over at the side and see what's going on. And I feel like 75 hard is like that. Whenever you see somebody taking on a challenge of this caliber, you, you got to watch, you got to take notice. So today we're going to talk through what 75 hard is um, and maybe a little bit of why I decided to take on the challenge. But the real meat and potatoes, the real midweek motivation that's coming your way is really what I learned from 75 hard and how then I want to pay that forward to you in this idea of best self choices, uh, how to make best self choices for yourself, but also questions to ask. So like I said, I feel like this is a long time coming, but I'm super excited to dive in. So I have to say that both of these challenges doing 75 hard and also moving on and doing phase one were very transformative. And some of the best yeses I've made in seasons where I needed discipline the most. I was actually chatting with my sisterhood members in our monthly uh, coaching call last night. And I was saying that discipline is this like really unsexy word in our, in our world. And I don't think so. I think discipline is super sexy because discipline is what kind of gets you to the things you desire. Without discipline, we lack consistency oftentimes. And so I, there have been seasons where I've dramatically needed discipline and 75 hard and the phase one of that program were both, both like amazing yeses to help me be disciplined. But before I go into that, I want to start by explaining what 75 hard is just in case um, you, you've never heard of the program and also kind of what intrigued me about it, some of the tasks behind it. So 75 hard was created in 2019 by this guy, Andy Frazella. He's a public speaker, podcaster, and he's the CEO of first form 75 hard is described by their people as this transformational mental toughness program. And they say it's like an iron man for your brain. And I promise you on my end, 100% accurate. The promise that they make is that by completing the 75-day challenge, you can improve your confidence, your self-worth, fortitude, grittiness, discipline, all like awesome stuff, right? So 75 Hard combines daily nutrition, fitness, self-improvement tasks, and the goal is transforming your entire life, basically from the inside out, which is really my jam. And I'll get into some of the things that I don't love about 75 hard a little bit later, but truly that's what gravitates me towards 75 hard is because I am, I am 
definitely the type of person that I love looking inward first and allowing that to then come outward versus worrying about like the outward appearance of something and then trying to do the work inward. I think we have to build things from the ground up. So it includes these rules that they call critical daily tasks. And again, regarding nutrition, how many workouts to do, how long you do the workouts, how much water you drink, how much to read each day with self-improvement books. Um, you take daily pictures of yourself to track the progress along the way. And here's the, the kicker. You have to complete each of those critical daily tasks every day for 75 days straight. You cannot miss one thing, even the progress picture. You know, you could have done all of your other tasks, but if you missed the progress pick, you have to start all the way over at day one. So that's that's one of the components is that you have to do every task every day for 75 days straight, which life happens. Things get sticky. It gets tough and challenging. And that's where this becomes a very different type of challenge because it becomes about the mental stamina. And again, this is why I, I, I picked this program because there were times when I realized I needed I needed to build some mental grittiness. So what are those critical daily tasks for 75 hard? Number one, you follow any nutrition plan that is designed for your goals. That also includes zero alcohol for 75 days and no cheats outside of your nutrition plan. The second thing is you complete two 45 minute workouts every day. And one of those workouts has to be outside rain or shine or snow. Number three is drinking a gallon of water every day. Number four is you need to read 10 pages of an educational or self-improvement nonfiction book. You cannot do audiobooks and you cannot do podcasts. It doesn't count. You physically have to hold a book and read it. And then the last part is taking a progress picture every single day, which this is one that is easy to slip up on because you're like, you know, if you're not accustomed to taking that picture every day, it really is easy to forget. Now that's 75 hard. After you finish 75 hard and you graduate from that, there are different phases of the program that you can then go on and do. And so phase one of the program is what I just recently completed. And that is a 30 day program. It's not 75 days, it's 30 days, but you do all of the same tasks from 75 hard that I just shared with you. And then it includes a couple more tasks that you tag on. So the extra tasks are a five minute cold shower, which in this season, I turned it into a cold plunge in my pool completing critical power list tasks. Uh, they say eight of them every day. So those needle movers that are going to move you closer to your business goals or whatever goals you have, those critical power list tasks, the things you need to do every day, non-negotiable, got to get them done. And then 10 minutes of visualization meditation. Okay. So what's the purpose of 75 hard? Like I said before, it is a mental toughness program. It's a mental stamina challenge. But most people who've followed along on my journey really loved my physical results. And that's a lot of times what invoked conversation because they would see what was happening physically over the course of these 75 days or these 30 days. And then they'd reach out interested because they wanted to start 75 hard based on what they saw of the external. And while the physical results are amazing, you guys, absolutely. I felt like I was often doing people a disservice when people would reach out. I wanted to be like, it's not that easy. You know, it's called 75 hard for a reason. And so I felt like I was doing people a disservice because the challenge and the purpose behind it is not for physical results. And both times I have to be completely honest, 
the first time I, when I first did 75 hard, I wasn't completely comfortable in my skin, but I was in a worse place mentally. And I knew I needed this for that. When I did phase one, I wasn't feeling this pull that I needed to, you know, get my body in shape or tone up or anything like that. I truly wanted that mental stamina and that, that fortitude again. So while the physical results are amazing, that's a byproduct of the actions you're taking and then the consistency behind them. That list that I just rattled off, those are what we're going to get into later about best self-choices. But when you show up and you're consistently making choices that are healthy, you're obviously going to see something happen on the physical end. But the true purpose of 75 hard is to strengthen your mindset. So let's talk about like my personal purpose. So my purpose, if I can take you guys back uh, to the top of 2022, I started feeling really depressed and anxious again. I have battled with depression in my life and I've been, uh, I've sought therapy, I've sought medication. And at this particular stage of my journey, I had, I was no longer on medication and I wasn't in any sort of therapy and I was not doing well. I was spinning my wheels. I was getting nowhere. And I just felt like at the top of the year, I needed something to move me out of my rut. Have you ever been there where, you know, you feel like you're in this rut. And if you think of a rut, you physically think of like what a rut would look like if you were to dig a rut or see a rut, it's probably muddy and murky and sticky. And when we get put in a rut, when we're in a rut, it's hard to get out because it's sticky. It's that it's like mud, right? You're like trying to pull your foot out. And so my like side note advice for you right here is if you feel like you're in a rut season, friend, you got to move. You got to pull your freaking foot out and move. So this was me drawing a line in the sand and deciding that at this time I was worth the effort and discipline that it took to level up. At this point, I needed that and I was going to put an effort. I was going to get disciplined because I wanted that. I wanted that uncomfortableness of the effort. I wanted the uncomfortableness of the discipline more than I wanted the uncomfortable feeling of my depression and the uncomfortable feeling of my anxiety. And I am not sitting here today, you guys, saying that this is a cure for depression or anxiety. I will 100% always direct you to a medical professional. And I will always tell you to seek out counseling, seek out therapy, seek out medication. If that is the path that you and your doctors, um, desire to go on for you. So this is not like, this is to me, and, and I'll, I guess I should share this because the difference between me doing 75 hard and me doing phase one is after 75 hard, I actually went back on depression meds and I went back into therapy and then coming into phase one, it was like, I already had the things I needed. And this was just strengthening that. Versus when I did 75 hard, I was pushing back from medication. I was pushing back from therapy and I was trying to do it in my own power and coming out of 75 hard, I realized I couldn't do it in my own power. I needed more help. So my friends, if you're struggling today, first, I want you to know you're not alone. Um, you don't have to suffer in silence, but I also want you to know that this isn't the only, this isn't just like a cure. This is like a healthy addition on top of maybe a medication that you and your doctor decide on or getting into counseling or therapy again, okay, deal? So for me, again, like I said, I wanted that discomfort of the effort and discipline over the discomfort of depression and anxiety. And when you hit a plateau, just like I said, when you feel stuck, 
do what most people won't do. Most people will not willingly lean in and say yes to struggle. Most people will just stay stuck. Most people will give excuses. Most people will stay in that rut. But you are not most people if you are listening to this midweek motivation. So my friends, lean in and take forward motion versus holding yourself back. Because here's the way I saw it. I was already struggling. So I could, like I said, either struggle and stay stuck or struggle and level up. And so I chose the latter. So fast forward, reason for starting phase one was very similar. I was coming, it was actually at the top of 2023. I was making some shifts in my business and just trying to decide like where I wanted to go in this next direction of, of my offering, what, what I could give to the world. And I realized that in this stage, I had to level up if I was going to call people with me to level up. Um, it had to start with me is the way I saw it. So as I was heading into a season of newness, newness and breaking out of another rut, I decided um, that I'd, I'd dive in. I wanted to be uber disciplined, face down, blinders on, focused on what God was calling me to do and just act as my best self in that process. So it seemed really fitting that this was the time to take on phase one. And I'll tell you guys, um, I have to start and and like plug this in here. I resisted 75 hard for almost a year, okay? And then it was almost another full year of resisting to start phase one. And I'll tell you, I was stuck in my own fear. I was doing this thing <laughs> that uh, I think is a dream killer. I was watching, I was wishing, and I was waiting. Think about those three words, watching, watching what other people are doing, scrolling on social media and seeing other people live out their, their lives, wishing that I could do it too. I, I was watching that person do 75 hard and silently behind the screen, I was wishing I could do it, but fear was stopping me. And I ultimately just kept waiting to start living out my own story. And how often do we do that? We take ourselves out of the running because we don't even try. We just watch, we wish, and we wait. And more often than not, those three words, my friends, are dream killers. And I was letting fear of failure, when I boil it down, prevent me from ever getting started. I allowed fear of failure prevent me from ever getting started. And here's what actually held me back. When I look at what, what was I actually afraid of? Full transparency, 75 hard. My biggest fear was the alcohol portion. And it's not because it's like a thing every night. Like, oh, I need alcohol to survive. It's not that. It's that I just kept thinking about events. Like, oh my gosh, but over the next 75 days, I've got this birthday party and this trip and this holiday. And it made it seem like I couldn't be successful because I had events and social gatherings that I figured alcohol would be present at and that I didn't know how I would be able to function. Maybe I'd give in. And so I was afraid of even starting because I was looking months down the road and thinking about like a party two months from now. And the fear that kept me from starting and trying phase one for so long was the cold therapy component, the cold shower, which I turned into cold plunge. And for both of those, I told myself that I couldn't do those until one day I was just like, hey, what if I just try? Because here's the way I saw it. Even if I started and only made it a few days or a few weeks, I would be that much further along than if I'd never even given myself the chance to try in the first place. So with both of those, I just went all in and I just started not worried about two months from now, the event that might have drinks at it, not worried about 
if I could handle the cold therapy and if, you know, that would be really uncomfortable for me, just trying, just starting. And what's crazy is those two things that stopped me, those two things that stopped me both times actually turned into the things that make me feel the most amazing. When I don't drink for an extended period of time, I feel amazing. And I also realized there's so many healthy swaps, which side note is coming soon to midweek motivation near you, but there's so many healthy swaps you can do in place of alcohol. And I've got a Yeti. And so anytime I go to a party, I would just fill my Yeti with something non-alcoholic and no one knew because I was like holding the drink. Right. And there's so many places when you go out uh, to restaurants that you can get mocktails made. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I made it such a bigger deal in my head by just delaying it and like looping that over by the watching, the wishing and the waiting. I let my fear keep me from trying. And the th same thing with the cold therapy. It's actually one of my favorite things to do now. I look forward to it. So proof you guys that your best yes might be on the other side of your biggest fear. That thing you fear today, after you get through it, might be the thing that you love the most. It might've been the best yes you ever made. So what I gained was everything. I conquered things, you guys, crazy things like walking in snowstorms. Uh, I'd lug my spin bike. I've got like a stationary spin bike. I'd take it out of my, it's in my office. I'm like looking at it right now. I'd take it out of my office, wheel it out to the patio in the ice and accomplish my outdoor workout. Um, realizing, like I said, I didn't have to drink to celebrate things like my birthday or Valentine's day, or I even went on a trip to Punta Cana during it. I went on a trip to Florida, totally sober the whole time. And it was amazing. Um, I conquered things like getting and staying in 36 degree pool temps while there was snow on the ground. Um, and I think most importantly and most no noteworthy is that I showed up when no one was watching and no one cared. I think that's important to like pause on. How often do we only show up because we want the recognition? We want people to notice what we're doing. We want people to care about it. Man, I learned how to show up when no one's watching and no one cared. And I learned how to do things for me. And then what ended up happening was both of these challenges, they became this kind of like lifestyle of, you know, and I've, I already had a lifestyle of movement, but one of the things I love about 75 hard and phase one is because you have to move twice a day. It really made me pause and ask what movement would feel good today. Cause I have to do it twice. So it wasn't like, let me just follow the calendar and check things off. It was okay. For my second one, does my body need stretching? Do I want to get some fresh air and get outside for my walk? Do I want to spin on my bike and take a really like high energy class? Like I got to ask myself what would feel good. And it's taught me coming out of phase one to keep doing that. So it's built a lifestyle of new ways of moving my body where I'm not just checking off boxes and doing what someone else told me to do, but I'm actually looking inward and saying, what does my body need? I've learned how to give myself the gift of fresh air, which you guys are probably like, that's so crazy. But you guys, I work from home so I can easily just get stuck in my bubble all day. So it's forced me to get outside, get more fresh air, more dog walks, hydration, growth, tracking my journey, visualizing and meditating, keeping promises to myself. But through it all, you guys, two powerful reminders that I want to, I want to make sure like sink in today through this. I've, I gained confidence that I'm capable of hard things in the most unideal of circumstances. And the same is true for you. 
You can do the hardest things in the most unideal circumstances if you just put your head down and focus on the task ahead of you. And through that, we build confidence. I was reading actually in my book today, I'm reading Eight Rules of Love by Jay Shetty, shameless plug, but I was reading about confidence in here today and I actually wasn't gonna share this, but now I will. It says, we build confidence by making time for the things that matter to us. So by showing up to those tasks, I was building confidence every single day that my health and well-being mattered to me. And then the second one is the belief that I have within me everything I need to achieve whatever I set my mind to. And again, the same is true for you. But here's the real talk and a little disclaimer. If you're like, oh my gosh, I'm uber inspired right now. I'm like fist bumping and like planning my day one of 75 hard. I have to tell you that I actually don't love or believe in 75 hard for the long haul. Uh, yep, I said it. Mainly, you guys, because of the toll, the fitness aspect plays on your body and the diet mentality, the nutrition aspect demands. I don't believe it's healthy and I don't believe it's sustainable. I put myself in these spaces for stints of time, um, but I cannot live life like that. And so if we continue to like put ourselves in and out of these things, these challenges, thinking that that is like that's how we have to live life. It's just not going to be sustainable. Two 45-minute workouts every day is not sustainable. Saying I can't have something is not sustainable. So I don't actually believe in 75 hard for the long haul because it's just really extreme. It's called 75 hard. And I don't, I personally don't thrive for the long term like that. And I would never encourage anyone else to either. But that said, I do like to dive into challenges every now and again that awaken my spirit and remind myself that I do hard things, but just know that these things I've just shared with you are not my norm. I live life most of the time in this like middle zone, the color gray exists, you know, like sometimes we think it's like black or white and I'm like gray exists. There's like a middle ground. And I ask myself things in that middle zone, like, is it worth it? I consider what the healthiest me would do in a given moment. Uh, sometimes I work out hard in the middle zone and sometimes I, and I eat super clean and read all the growth books. And then also in the middle, sometimes I enjoy life and make memories with a glass of wine by the fire after taking a full rest day. Let me remind you that it can be both challenges and rest living life in the middle. And I think the more that I embrace this middle space, the healthier and healthier I become, I find this space where I started to realize in 75 hard, I would call best self choices. So I want to talk about that as we kind of like wrap up our time together today. Um, Cause I think this is a really powerful message. And I think something tangible you can take away, even if you're not ready for 75 hard, or you'll never even do 75 hard. Uh, my goal today is I want you to walk away saying, Hmm, I wonder what best self choices I could start making for me. So if you've hung around here or me long enough, you know, I'm about small things done consistently over time. And that's where the magic happens that's where results come. And so during phase one, like I said, I realized that these small things done often are what I'm now coining best self choices. Best self choices are basically small choices we make every day or week that lead us closer to where we want to go. They often look super simple, really small, and probably like not flashy, really boring. They're easy to do. They're also easy not to do. But the magic, which I would read into results, comes when we actually do them. So I want to rattle off a few of my personal best self choices that I've like really been living with lately. 
And again, these are things I do daily or most every day, um, but not hitting snooze, hitting my water goals, moving my body in meaningful ways, tidying my home, like, which means like, make sure the dishes are done before I go to bed, right? Or actually fold and put the laundry away. Reading a book or listening to a podcast that helps me grow, hold therapy, journaling. Uh, I, I don't have my journal in front of me, but my favorite one is my win the morning journal. I use that in the mornings. Getting outside for dog walks is a best self choice. Grocery hauling and then actually sticking to my meal plan, taking my medication, my vitamins, my supplements. Uh, church on Sundays, time blocking my days unplugging uh, once per week, like completely unplugged. And then having intentional date nights with my husband and making intentional memories together. When I do these things on that list, I feel my best. It's simple, but it's really transformative, you guys, because I'm taking my actions and I'm turning them into my results. And so best self choices are so powerful in my day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week because they are small and they seem insignificant, but they're my superpower over time and they can be for you too. Darren Hardy in his book, The Compound Effect says this. He says, it's not the big things that add up in the end. It's the hundreds, thousands, or millions of little things that separate the ordinary from the extraordinary. I'll say that again. It's not the big things that add up in the end it's the hundreds, thousands, or millions of little things that separate the ordinary from the extraordinary. Thus, self-choices are simply that. They're hundreds, thousands, millions of little things that add up to make something extraordinary. It involves being aware of your choices and then making them according to the direction you desire. Maybe not perfectly, like 75 hard demands of you, but with progress as the forefront of your journey. So if you want to start like implementing some best self choices and you need some help, like where do I start? I want you to start asking yourself, what can you control in your life or day to day? What are some things that are in your control? Best self choices are within my control. I can choose to move my body. I can choose not to hit snooze. I can choose to plan a date night with my spouse. What actions help support you feeling and behaving as your best self? And you guys, sometimes we don't know what actions help us feel our best until we try them. So have fun with this. Try stuff. See if it works for you. Um, you could say, if you choose blank over and over again, what would change a year from now? So if I choose not hitting snooze over and over again, a year from now, what might be different? Well, maybe I've created a, a morning routine that grounds me, centers me, energizes me for the day. Or maybe if I choose moving my body over and over again, a year from now, my my... I don't know, maybe I've hit my weight goals or maybe I just feel healthier, more energized. Maybe I can get on the ground with the littles and play with them without feeling like it's a chore. What areas of your life are stressing you out? Is it in your health, your environment, your relationships, your work? From there, you can look at what small choices are within your control in those areas. So sometimes those are our clues. You guys, those red flags can be your best clues for change. What's stressing you out doesn't have to be the thing you play on loop. It can actually be an indicator that you pay attention to and say, huh, this has been stressing me out. What's within my control? And then choose that. And then think about the after feeling, <laughs> you know, I, 
I don't always want to move my body, but I know I always feel amazing after. So do it for that after feeling versus the not feeling like it before. I promise you snooze is still a struggle for me. And I would rather stay in my warm bed, snuggle my dogs, my husband and continue sleeping. Absolutely. But I know after I get out of bed and do my morning routine, I feel so much better for the day. I feel like I'm ready for the day versus when I hit snooze and I feel rushed. So I know the, like the before you is probably never going to feel like it. So I want you to think about that after version of you. And you guys, as we wrap up today, if you need more help, I've got, I've got you. I get it. We, you can't do this journey. I say it at the top, but I don't believe we're meant to do life or this journey alone. So I have a couple places that you can hang out with me. Um, and, and see if, if this helps you, but best self choices, they stick when I repeat them over time. So the first thing you can check out is in the show notes below. I've got, I've got a link to snag my free self-care trackers. They're my favorite trackers for tracking how I show up in the morning, how I'm caring for myself, even my water goals. Um, but it makes a difference when I track things. And so I've put together a little bundle for you guys and you can snag that just for free so that you could start tracking what you're doing, showing up and tracking your efforts. The other thing is you can join our free sisterhood community. I have a free self-care sisterhood community over on Facebook, totally free. We do mini challenges in that group. And then I'm in there empowering you and equipping you throughout the months, um, just making you guys feel like you're not alone on this journey. And then the third place coming in May, at the end of May, you can get on the wait list for my self-care sisterhood membership, where we really dive deep. We really go and we do the inner work. It's where I walk hand in hand with you on your journey. We grow together. We do life together. We read books together. Um, we just, it's all done together. And if that interests you, if you've been doing life alone or your journey alone, and you're like, this isn't working for me, then I want you to get on the wait list for summer because we will be kicking off our summer session at the top of June and you don't want to miss it. So guys, again, I hope this episode really helped you just maybe obviously get interested in 75 hard if it seems like something that would be a good fit for you. But truly, I hope today you learned the power of those small choices done over and over again that serve your best and your highest self. You guys, I'm forever and always rooting for you. So until next week, like, why don't we just go out there and do the dang thing, make some moves, take some action, move forward so that next week we can come back and we can just feel the momentum of our choices. I'll see you next week, guys.